This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Ah, little Derek and the Domino Heads here on a Tuesday afternoon on AM 1240 WETN. Your news and talk authority. About 10 minutes after the hour already. Actually, it's 5.09 to be exact. Uh, we'll uh, entertain you right through the top of the hour. At least to the best of my ability. Talk about uh, my uh, eye test today. The uh, reg, you know, the regiment of, of different uh, things that I had to go through and determine whether or not I should have surgery. That uh, that was a surprise. I don't know much about medical stuff or eye stuff. You know, it's one thing. It's funny how you go. Welcome to the show. You you, you have insurance just in case you break your break your arm. You have insurance just in case you know you have heart failure. Um. But how often have you tried to get reimbursements or any type of um, preventive care for your eyes and ears? I have tinnitus, like I've told people many times <clears throat> over the years. And, um, you know, for that particular, you know, a, a well-known doctor, Dr. Hartman, took care of me and, and whatnot. There's nothing you could do about it. Like I said, you know, you get to a certain age where you say, hey, I got this problem. What should I do, doc? I have nothing. You're just going to have to live with it for the rest of your life. Oh, it's a limp. I, I look like, uh, um, you know, a hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, well, you look worse than that, but just get used to it. Okay, here's your bill. So it's just amazing how, you know, I, I, I have cataracts, and I've just noticed that there's been a degrade or degradation of my eyesight as I've gotten older. And uh, they do a battery of tests. You go from one room to the other room to the other room and this room and that room. And Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, you need help. How much is this going to cost? Oh, it's going to be this per eye. Uh, will insurance carry it? Not much. So why do we have insurance? Just just in case we roll over in our car because a squirrel jumped in front of us, we're going to need insurance to put us back together like the scarecrow? I, I mean, or should I not get insurance, uh, not pay attention to my eyes, and run over the squirrel and then into a wall because I can't see where I'm going? Does that make any sense? So I'm going to have it done. People have said, oh, once you have it done, it's great. But at the same time, it's discouraging, to say the least. Not to mention Jim's going to hate it when I tell him I'm going to have to take a couple of days off. They do one eye at a time. Is that they can't do both? No, you can't do it that way. Then you got to start over here, and then you have the surgery at the hospital, and then you got to go back to your house, and then you got to contemplate whether or not you want to do the next eye. Whew, I don't, mind, I'm, I don't want to sound discouraged, but, you know, I thought it would be a lot easier than that. It wasn't. 
you know, typically I get a, 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 a big bill of health, like, oh, this is great, this, that, that, and the other thing. You know, I had one pul- uh, pulmonary doctor say that my lungs are, how did, how did she say it? They're pristine. And when I heard that, I almost fell off my chair. Pristine? You mean I can smoke crack cocaine and not worry about it? That pristine? So I've, I've always had a decent bill of health. But today it was a little different. It's like, oh, look at that. Oh, boy, that's not good. So anyway, that's my uh, afternoon. Uh, so let's go to the phone. So let's see who's there. Someone's been waiting. It's probably Jason calling from the Carolinas. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, okay, it's the hang-up guy. I, I, I did notice that it's out of area. He waited for me to say his name or say hi. That's the, that's the uh, guy who calls up Jeff's show and has a conversation. And it's one-sided, and Jeff still talks to him. Very annoying. Uh, all right, so today, uh, and you know what? We talked about this. There is a congressman. I think he's out of Pennsylvania. And uh, he wants to. He wants warning labels on cars that don't have AM radios, kind of like a heads up. Like, oh, by the way, you know, you're spending sixty five thousand dollars for a brand new car uh, with an eight year loan of roughly nine hundred fifty fifty dollars a month because you only put eight hundred dollars down. That barely gets you, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, floor mats these days. Uh, but in addition to that, it doesn't come with an AM radio. And the reason why we're not giving you an AM radio is because you don't need it. No one listens to AM radio anymore. Joy Bahar doesn't listen to AM radio. If she did, she would jump off a bridge. So we're not giving you an AM radio. However, this particular uh, patriot, I don't know his name, his name is Josh Gothmere, announced uh, a new battlefront. This is a new, uh, rather, check that. The fight to keep AM radio inside all dashboards, including electric vehicles, played out in front of New Jersey Tesla dealership on Monday as Representative Josh Gothmere Uh, announced a new battlefront. He is calling on the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to act against automakers uh, that uh, exclude AM, amplitude modulation, including adopting a requirement that cars without AM have a safety warning on the car window that says, warning, no AM radio, just like they do in New York City. Says there's no radio in here, so uh, steal it from my neighbor next door who does have a radio in his, in his Mercedes-Benz. Warning, no AM radio vehicle unsafe in certain emergencies. Now, that's a good way to do it. And by the way, if you talk to Lefty, Lefty would say uh, there's no warning on radios anymore. They don't mean anything anyway, so th- this bill is completely baseless. <laughs> uh, but I like this guy because he's going out uh, and he's defending AM radio. Just like our Congresswoman uh, Claudia Tenney did. Let's just see if this is out of area. Yeah, it's out of area. So uh, we got, you know, he must be drinking uh, cocktails again in the afternoon. So now he's going to be calling in. So I, I'll, I'll be on the lookout for him. But nonetheless, uh, hats off to Josh Gothmere. Maybe we could set up an interview with this guy. As a congressman, that's, uh, that's on the forefront of 4 a.m. radio. Uh, and, of course, we, this, this issue has come up uh, because they claim that EV or electric vehicles uh, don't work well with, uh, with AM radios. It, it interferes with the system or the platform or, or the server. And other people say it's, it's, a, it's an easy fix. But this guy's going even further than that by making it required, almost like you know picking up a, a pack of cigarettes that warn you that if you smoke this continuously, you will wither away to nothing and die at 95 pounds of cancer. So you shouldn't do this. But uh, to put that on the label that says this is an emergency, this, you, you might need an AM radio, uh, and it's unsafe uh, without it. That is ingenious. And I really appreciate his efforts. Like I said, maybe we should, uh, we should do that. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. So there's another thing I wanted to share with you 
Uh, it's um, it's on News Junkie. Let's see, I had it up earlier. But it, and I won't get into it because Liz Cheney isn't worth the time of day, to tell you the truth. But apparently Liz Cheney feels like she was jilted, that she at one point was the mentor uh, to uh, uh, Congresswoman uh, Lee Stefanik when she first began like eight, nine years ago. And then she went completely in the other direction. And I, I read that. I'm like, well, doesn't that say something about Liz Cheney? I mean, she's the only congressperson that represented the great state of Wyoming which has less than a million people, by the way. And she was, of course, is rather the daughter to uh, uh, Dick Cheney, former VP. I said, oh, yeah, she went completely the other direction. I said, well, no, but you went in completely in the other direction. You're just a fe- female version of, of Joe Scarborough. So when you say that she went in the wrong direction, you got you to start, start asking yourself, why are you no longer congressperson anymore? Why is it your own state voted you out? When all you had to do is keep your mouth shut and vote with the rest. Even if you were a Romney Republican, they'd still keep you in there. But you went, you went off the wall after January 6th. And as a consequence, you lost your gig. So anything that Liz Cheney says about our congresswoman or the adjacent uh, to this district congresswoman, I say just screw off, really. You're old news, and I'm so glad you're out of Congress. That's for sure. Somebody help me out here because I'm getting, you know, who's... Uh, Filling up the uh, the phone today, he must have you know he must be back to his Milwaukee's best or something. And I mentioned yesterday about the downtown uh, 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 construction going on in Lower Franklin Street, all throughout town. Uh, it's good, good stuff. But the, what I really wanted to show you, let's see if I can find it, is is an excerpt that I found the other day. And sometimes I'm just not ready for this. I'm sorry, folks. A moment amongst yourselves. Uh, oh, okay. Six. I think I had this before. I hope I have this. Uh, all right. So this is uh, liberal six reasons to hate Trump. So these are the things that I send to myself. Sometimes I got to be very careful because sometimes they're well, pretty bad in terms of. OK. All right. So this is a gentleman. This the Trump is bad. This is on Instagram and he's he's on some MSNBC, but he, he just looks like a Cheshire cat. You know, some guy, you know, living in his Connecticut compound somewhere in Stanford, wherever, Fairfield, and uh, he says Trump is bad. This is what he says. The, the most important thing in the short term about Trump is I think there are six things that people are going to find out about him in the coming months that they didn't know about him in 2020. And let's go through them, right? Because this is really important. I mean, so you think he's going to reveal some new stuff, six new things. This just came out, and it's like, oh, well, maybe I'm missing something here. But th- this is what he covers. Need to use blunt language to describe this, because it is unprecedented what we're being asked to put up with from the Republican Party. These six things that we have to start getting used to talking about are, number one, a jury of his peers found that he raped a woman in a department store dressing room. Two, that his family committed decades-long financial fraud. Uh, and, And this is something that's already been determined by a court, right, in New York. And New York State is asking for $380 million in penalties and fines. Three, the Colorado Supreme Court has determined that he actually led an insurrection against the United States. And we know that in his own public comments that if he's elected, he wants to finish the job and end American democracy for all time. Fourth, he stole America's secrets. He lied to the FBI about it. And he, we know that he shared it, shared those secrets with other people. To me, this may be the single greatest betrayal of the national security of our country in all of our history. 
Fifth, he and his family have taken billions of dollars from foreign governments, more than any family, political family, in all of American history. And sixth, he ended Roe. He is singularly responsible for stripping the rights and freedoms away. The most important thing in the short term about Trump is I think there are six things. All right, so there you have it. It goes into a loop. Sorry about that. So he covers the bases. He says uh, the rape charges, so this is a new video. Um, Colorado says, based on the 14th Amendment, that he's unsafe to run again because he created an insurrection. Uh, three, or I might uh, have uh, screwed up the order here, uh, his business dealings, uh, he falsified information to the banks. Therefore, he's going to be fined $363 million. Four, um, he stole secrets, and he left them in his uh, Mar-a-Lago estate. And then five, it's amazing. I, must, I missed five, sorry. But then I love this. He ended Roe versus Wade. He wasn't even president when that happened. It, it, but but there, he's claiming uh, that Trump did that because he had the ability to, uh, to uh, put in uh, three separate uh, chief just, uh, uh, Supreme Court justices during his administration. So he's responsible. For, it's just amazing how every indictment coming out of this Cheshire cat's mouth is comes from his side of the political coin. So the next thing, after I take this phone call, if it's legit, is yet another Connecticut uh, bimbo or cutout, and that's E.G. Carroll. And she was on an interview, or not that long ago, on CNN with Anderson Cooper. And this, the maddening stuff that's coming out of her mouth just makes you truly wonder. I mean, we all know the country's upside down right now. But this this guy right here and how calm, cool, and collective he is, he's going to change our democracy. He's going to become a dictator. No one's buying into this stuff. But unfortunately, the people in power, the people that represent the real income in this nation and those, of course, who make up the first, the top 5% of overall wealth, they're the ones who truly believe that Donald Trump and his followers, the cult, are, true, are, are the danger. No mention about Ukraine. No mention about October 7th. No mention about the southern border. It's Donald Trump and his supporters. So let's go to the phone to see who's there. And it's not him. Let's get rid of that. And let's see if this is legit. And I believe it is. Hi, you're on the air. I'm legit, Glenn. You are legit. You are le- too legit to quit. Richard Gladel on with us this afternoon. How are you doing, my friend? I want to talk to you about your eyes. Yeah, go oh, right. Richard is the uh, advisor on eyes. Tell me, what am I doing right or wrong? Uh, uh, well, when are you going to get it done? I don't know that. I have to go back this Friday to get consultation, and then I'll figure it out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is it, is it uh, Retina Centers of Watertown? That's the only ones I'd let do it out of Cicero. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't say on the air, but it is, uh, it is okay. here I in know, Watertown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. here in the Watertown. You yep. know, I had problems with that one eye place there, but. Okay. Anyways, uh, so you want to see nearsighted or farsighted? Uh, all I want, all I want, uh, uh, and then I'm going to go because I want to follow up on what I was just uh, talking about. But all I really want, uh, Rich, is just better eyesight, particularly at night. And, uh, and uh, you know, I knew I had cataracts. I used to have Lincolns. I have cataracts, right. and uh, I just want to get rid of them. Um, it's a little pricey, I thought, and, and and they tell me right up front insurance isn't going to cover it, which is discouraging. And I'm a cheap yeah, bastard because I'm in radio. Yeah, go ahead. I had I had I had seven operations, and it cost me uh, uh, twenty-eight, about three thousand dollars. Well, I'm sorry. Did you say twenty-eight, or did you, or was it three thousand dollars? Twenty-eight hundred, three thousand, around there, somewhere around three. That's not that bad. You, how many operations did you have for three thousand uh, dollars? Well, I mean, 
my your copay. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I was oh, told yeah, it was a lot more pay. than that. What you're, pay, what you're paying is going to be – they're paying is another story, depending on what you got for insurance. Right, right. right. Cold pays about 350 to 400 a time. All right, well, I, I, I'm under the uh, – at least the, uh, the, uh, the idea, at least in the beginning, uh, Rich, that it's going to be somewhere in the area of like ten grand to get this done. And then insurance might for cover me. Those? Yeah, yeah. What, should I go somewhere else? Tell me. I'll go there right now. Boy, Would I have to I go know. south of the border? I, I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to discuss that when you're not on the air. Nah. But, you know, that depends on what you got for insurance, man. You know what I mean? I got Blue Cross Blue Shield Excel. Yeah, that's what I have. I don't know if I have yeah, Excel. Well, yeah, I, well, they, they should. You should only have like a four hundred dollar deductible on each eye. I I would hope so. I'll find out on Friday and I'll make a decision going forward. Um, I'm not very like I said. I've been very lucky in life. I haven't gotten hit by yeah, a but, truck yet. So. You know, I, I've had mine done, and even my good eye, the one that I call my good eye, was only one point off of yeah. uh, 20, uh, 2020, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the other one's shot, but hmm. nighttime, it's tough. Yeah, I'm sure even it is. With the cataract surgery, yeah. Even with the cataract surgery. So real quick, and I'm going to take the next phone call, but let me ask you, when did all this stuff start happening in your life? What age were you at? Just curious. Uh, well, it happened like... When I was married to Amy, I was down there four years ago. So about four years, when after I had that that last COVID shot, boy, everything went to crack, you know. Boy, where's uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz now? I've been sending Michael Schwartz uh, articles. Liz sends me articles about sudden deaths. Either a 32-year-old athlete, or today was an 18-year-old female athlete died suddenly. I send him directly to to uh, Michael Schwartz. Uh, he talks more about him on on his show. He's got a he's got a a, a podcast going on Rumble. And I tell you what, uh, Rich, when you tell me that, and if you if you think that there's a correlation, and, and I think you're saying that, uh, the, the the whole af- after effect of the vaccinations might be the worst right. story since Alan Dulles experimented on people back in the 50s. But that's another story altogether. Ah, uh, right. Well, yeah. you know, I, I had the detached retina the next day after it, and they gave me the shot like on a Thursday. Friday, I had the operation. Saturday, I had a detached retina again. That's amazing. I remember. I remember you going yeah, through that, Rich. Know, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I told the CDC and all that's got reports on it. But there's mm. military people, 21, 24, yeah. heart attacks. Man, I know. You know, I know. and crazy. they forced the military. You know, and that's like why that, that that's why I say to Mike and I and I texted him today. Says, you know, if this is even remotely true, what's happening? I mean, if someone could just sit down and explain to me this, the naysayers. Who would just say, oh, Glenn, sudden death's been going on for thousands, for millennials. It happens. It's unfortunate. It's like crib death. It happens. We don't understand why a healthy infant's inside a crib, and next thing you know, that boy or girl is dead moments later. We just can't explain it, Glenn. So shut the hell up. It's no different than it was 300 years ago. Something tells me, though, Rich, something is up. And if it is, this is undoubtedly the biggest story in modern civilization for the last thousand years. We actually immunized, so to speak, millions and millions of people that, like sheep, were forced to go inside some corral and say, do this or lose your job. Do this or affect others and and be the outcast. Do this or Jimmy Kimmel will say, if you have a heart attack, like Howard Stern said, you don't deserve any uh, special treatment because you didn't treat yourself and you're you're bad to other people. And the prospect of of spreading disease. Hey, why do you think all these uh, LPNs and RNs at the hospital 
refused to have it done because they knew exactly the doctors were telling them. You know what I mean? No, so, I know, I know. I, I, but like, but Rich, like there's, there's no hey, there, is there any aliens? I believe there is. Well, I believe so. But let, let me ask the question. I think, I, w- would you agree yeah. with me, Rich? But with all the things that we you know we could talk about aliens, we could talk about creatures underneath the uh, the oceans, which in itself is very fascinating. But in as far as uh, the uh, the ill effects and the things that we're seeing right now, and I know that some people right now shaking their heads, saying, there goes Glenn again. He thinks he's a scientist. It's like, no, I am not, but I can read the headlines, and when I see sudden death syndrome happening to young people for no friggin' reason, Rich, years after the vaccination was administered, back in the spring of 2021, you gotta ask questions, and if it's true, it's the biggest story in our time. It really, truly, and by the way, Fauci went off to the sunset. I think he retired. And now he, every now and then he pops his head up like, you know, like a steer coming out of stool and says, oh, by the way, I didn't mean that. Oh, I'm still a good guy. Pray to me. I'm a disciple. And then walks away. He must be eating crow right now because he knows that this was a big farce. And the big, the big lie was that you get, remember Rachel Maddow, you get the shot and you'll never get COVID. And she never even, she never, never uh, uh, walked that back because she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. She, and then she signs up with MSNBC for a $30 million uh, contract and only shows up every week at Monday, on Mondays. So, can you believe that? Right. Her female boss, uh, you know, you know uh, identity politics going on in corporate America there in Fort Lee, New Jersey, uh, decides, yeah, you could do that. We just gave you $30 million, but you show up 20% of the time to do this, and then you can work on other projects that have nothing to do with MSNBC or Universal at all. It's incredible. Rich, I got to go because it's the bottom of the hour, and I got another call, but I appreciate the call. And we'll talk more about my eyes when I go uh, for the consultation. How's that sound? Yeah, bye. Th- thank you, my friend. That's uh, Rich. And uh, okay, so let's do a break because it's the same old idiot hanging up on me. So let's do this. Let's do a commercial. We'll be back. It's 530, folks. We'll be back after this. Are you having a case of the Mondays? Does your workplace, home, or office printer say paper jam? 858-5807. Yeah, that, remember those, that commercial's been running now for I don't know how long. Maybe there's going to be another stock market collapse. I remember hearing that back in 06, 08. I, can we can we update the PSAs around here? Or I love the other one. You know, you hear it. Uh, you, hear, you hear it on other radio stations. Let's put you that way. Hey, where are you at, man? We're at the wedding. Ah, yeah. I got the flu. Got the flu. Didn't you get a shot? No. <clears throat> it's like give it up. I mean, give someone a, a chance to, you know, highlight an, an advertiser. Stop putting on PSAs all the time. It's depressing everybody. That, n- n- no wonder they don't want to put AM radio stations in cars anymore. Holy man! At least we entertain you here. Listen to that music. That's good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's see if we got a legitimate phone call. It looks like we do. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, you got a legitimate phone I hear what you're talking about. I, I was getting a haircut. Yeah. And I tune in to Glenn Curry and I say, what's Glenn talking about tonight? And, of course, you're on my subject again. Right. Which I- no one can get away from. Why should we get away from it? Did you hear what I said? And I, I texted. This is uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz, by the way. What do you mean you're getting a haircut? What are you getting, a manicure while, while you're listening to the show at the same time? <laughs> I got done, and I said, oh, it's 524. Let me, let me see what Glenn's talking about. I, I tune in, and this said, you guys are on the vaccines again. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean important he, topic. Uh, well, 
you because you know obviously a Fauci's fiction, which you wrote, and I know you're working on a second book t- coming out in a couple mo- months, Mike, and we're looking forward to that. But you know, you talk about the data, you talk about you know the beginning of you know w- whether or not COVID was real or not. But now I'm assuming the next chapter, or for that matter, what you're talking on Rumble on your podcast with Mike and Kelly. Is, is At this point, you are in the driver's seat, Mike, because of your knowledge, because of what you've established yourself as, and you're a young guy, and that you refuse to get the vaccination, despite having COVID at least three, four times. Sometimes we're deadly. But with these stories today, the one I sent you today, a young, beautiful female uh, athlete, I think she was playing soccer, whatever the deal was, drops dead. Le- just two days ago, I sent you something very similar, 30, 32-year-old guy, drops dead. And then you're going to have the naysayers. I don't know if you heard this part. It's Glenn, people unfortunately have cardiac arrest all the time. Aneurysms have been with us for a long time. It has nothing to do with the vaccination. Should just move on. You're not a scientist. What do you say let's, to people like that? Go ahead, Mike. Let's get a, let's get a couple things straight for your audience. And I know I know some of your audience may have heard some of this before. Some not. COVID is very real, but it it, it is not, and it never was as deadly as they portrayed it on TV. That's what we learned very early on. As the first company to do testing and treatment for COVID, the first company in New Jersey, and they had multiple clinics in New Jersey and Florida, we saw this early on. We tried to warn people. When it came to the shots, when they got released a year later, we did not not recommend a shot because we thought there was going to be issues. And I'll say it again. I'll be very clear. We, we didn't recommend a shot because, one, they do not work, and, two, you didn't need it. The biggest thing was they didn't need it. So if you can imagine putting yourself in my shoes when I had 19,000 patients, we did the research, we had the data, we were looking at this stuff day to day, and I don't go to your jobs, folks, and tell you what to do. So I, I wouldn't expect you to, you know, everybody wants to, you know, question me when I talk about this stuff. It was very clear to us because we did this every day. So if you were one of our patients who came in and said, hey, Mike, do I need this shot? Put yourself in my shoes. We didn't lose one patient during COVID, okay? Not one. Out of 4,000-plus positives, they were all recovering. And to give you an, an untested mRNA shot from technology that we've never used, let's stop calling it a vaccine because it gives you 120-day antibody response at best like a flu shot. If you came to me and said, do I need this? The answer was always a laughable no. You don't need it. Why would I give you something experimental for something that all my patients have recovered from? Mm. Then, as those shots got rolled out, we started seeing people come back with issues. And I'm talking cause and correlation. Girl would get a shot. Two weeks later, her joints were blown up. She'd go get her second shot. The joints were worse. Now she's gaining weight. Then she'd catch COVID. Duh, right? The reason you got the shot in the first place wasn't to get COVID. Mm -hmm. And those cytokines would rush to areas of instability. I have patients who had perfect EKGs six months before those shots, and after six months looked like they had a heart attack, plaque in in, in their aortas, enlarged right atrium. You name it. We see it. And it was coming back in droves. So when you talk about this stuff, yeah. We're never going to know if that girl died of a, of, a, of a vaccine-induced injury or whether it was natural causes, right? But when you see it at the rate we're seeing it now in abundance, and I do talk about that you know, in my first book, the early stuff we saw, the second book is going to address the why, uh, what we see in these vaccines, the issues of incidents, the stuff you will not hear in the mainstream news, those charts that I mentioned on your show, uh, Glenn, before, you know, of stillborn births being... 25 or less for 30 years related to vaccines. And then all of a sudden in 2021, 3,600. A year later, 1,600. The data is right in front of us, folks, but the mainstreams do not want to talk about it. 
So we just had a phone call. I don't know if you heard a, a guy. You know, again, this could be by chance. This could be, uh, you know, have have absolutely nothing to do with the vaccination. But he he, he had an eye problem. His retina uh, separated, whichever. I mean, I've heard, Mike. Again, this isn't scientific, but is it true the vax attacks where you already have a vulnerability and, and, and exasperates it? Is that a good way of assessing things? Yeah, and I'm on record saying that three and a half years ago on long form podcasts. It, it, this is amazes me that this information. I, I appreciate you trying to get it out, Glenn. But it amazes me that we're just starting to talk about stuff that we've been talking about for almost four years now. Yes. It attacks areas of instability. The cytokines rush around your system for at least two weeks. The ACE2 receptors pick those up. You're not going to feel it in areas like the heart. Uh, you might feel it, obviously, in areas like the joints. So if you have an area of instability, the best way I can describe it is it's the woman who's going to have a heart issue at 70. Now it's exhibiting itself at 40. It's the girl that's going to have a joint issue at 40. Now it's exhibiting at 20. It's exactly correct. Incredible. I mean, would you agree with me? I mean, again... If if Mark Zuckerberg had the ability to cut down on on my stream right now, which he probably already has, by the way, but it, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want this conversation to happen, and I got to ask the question: Why? Because they don't want to be, they don't want to admit they were wrong four years ago, Mike. Just, just funny. I just wrote a chapter on this about the censorship we've been seeing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to ask yourself why, right? Is it is it cognitive distortion? Is it cognitive dissonance? Uh, is it because you know? Most doctors, by the way, go with the CDC narrative. They weren't doing what we were doing on the ground. You have to understand that cardiologists who never treated or tested for COVID, their patients were asking them, hey, cardiologists, what do you think, sir? Do I, do I need this shot? And they'd go, yeah, you know, the CDC says at your age and your comorbidity, you should probably get this. By the way, that's the last person I would ever give a shot to, not that we'd recommend them for anybody, but somebody who had a frail condition that, that this thing could in, uh, inflame, mm-hmm. uh, to risk that reward. Think about the reward. The reward was 120-day antibody response that you may not get COVID in that period of four months. Mm-hmm. After that, you're susceptible. Mm-hmm. So is that reward worth inflaming something in your body uh, from what we saw? Because, again, we didn't know in the first four months, mm-hmm. but right after they started coming out, we started seeing patients with math issues. Mm-hmm. Now, the doctors who would then be responsible for reporting that will never do that because mm-hmm. those are the same doctors uh, idiots, if you don't mind me saying that, mm-hmm. that were telling their patients to go rush out and get these things in the first place. Based off what? We didn't have white paper. That stuff is sealed for years. We didn't have any clinical trials. I just did a story on my show last night about some of these kids who were in clinical trials who then got uh, affected by these shots and they were never reported. Uh, and that is another uh, road to go down, how they get reported. Nobody reports to theirs. Mm. No practitioner that I know knows how to report to theirs. These things never get in the system. So if you're going to look up the data, Mm -hmm. the data is skewed to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's probably less than 1% of of what is out there that you will see in bears. So take the number in bears and multiply it by 100. So, Mike, I mean, with with your knowledge, you're a dangerous man (laughs) to some people. But the sky's the limit because... We're learning more and more years after the, the, like I said, when it was launched in spring of 2021. Now we hear things about died suddenly. Now we see news reporters on the street or at a football game uh, falling over like a lead pencil, planking, uh, dying instantly. People of all ages, not to mention the Israeli report that came out talking about men 18 to 49 
after, and, and who could forget the insurance report and the actuaries that went over the data back then and said, look, we got way too many sudden deaths here amongst a population that hasn't died at this certain age. So when are we going to start putting all this together and say that this has to be the biggest, other than an alien ship landing in Times Square or Public Square Watertown at one point, this has to be the biggest story in, in, in modern time. Would you agree with that? Thing it has been, but we refuse to talk about it. We got something called COVID fatigue. Everybody wants to move on. They make things inconvenient, right? They made things inconvenient for people to travel, go to school, uh, join a hockey club, and they made them go get vaccines. They inconvenience all everybody into doing that. Now they make it inconvenient to talk about it because we've been distracted by everything else that's going on, and rightfully so, right? right. We got wars in Gaza and Israel. We got wars in Ukraine. You know, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on in this country, but. This issue needs to be spoken about. I'm glad you keep speaking about it. And people, you know, I think it's in the back of their mind, and they want to know why. They want to know why they couldn't visit their family member in assisted living before they passed away. They want to know why they had to be separated from their family at a funeral. Mm -hmm. I want to know why my father died. My father died of an enlarged heart. He threw a clot, and his kidneys looked like they were going to fail. (laughs) And I begged my dad not to get those shots. I remember that. That's exactly what we see coming back from our patients. But my dad watches... Other news like MSNBC. Right, right. So there's people out there that are co- that are culpable, like the Zuckerbergs, like the MSNBCs and the CNNs of the world. And we sure. need to have a conversation. This isn't going away. I don't think we're going to have a conversation. You know why I feel that way. But one last question: There's people that says, "Well, I got the vaccination, I got the booster, and/or boosters. So now, if I do get COVID, I'm not going to be as sick." What do you say to that, Mike? It's a blatant lie. It is not what we see in practice. The numbers. The data is exactly the same pre-shot versus post-shot. 85 to 90% of my patients were asymptomatic or mild before the shot even existed. So I love these people that come back and say, hey, I got COVID, but it wasn't that bad. By the way, I just had COVID last week, hmm. and it wasn't that bad. Um, but I tested myself appropriately. We're still not doing that. Uh, people are still running out, you know, getting rapid tests. If you come into my office and tell me you had COVID a month ago and mm-hmm. I ask you how and you say rapid test, I'm going to laugh at you. Hmm. And not in a mean way. The information's out there, folks. It's been out there for years. We're failing to pay attention. We got too much COVID fatigue. We really need to learn our stuff. Some guy listened to your show last week. I sent you the thing. Yeah. Accused me. Oh, you're just making money off your books. We don't make money off books, folks. I wrote that book to get knowledge out mm-hmm. that we do, you mm-hmm. know, to help people. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you saw how much money you make on a book, it, it's not much. I bust my butt mm-hmm. to get that information out because I'm trying to save people like my dad. And unfortunately, I couldn't write it in time to save him. Uh, and that's so sad. And how far, I, I know we've talked about this. How old was, you, was your dad again, Mike, when he passed? 76. Yes, that's young. Th- that's young. That's young. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's young. And I'm sorry about that. I really am. Well, Mike, as always, this is great. And I love the fact that you're listening, despite the fact that we interrupted your haircut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's just so funny. I could just, I just, for some reason or other, I think of Robert De Niro playing Al Capone. But that's just me, though, Mike. That's all I can say. Uh, Mike, <laughs> this is one of those things. Mike, when people need to find out about your book, how can they get uh, Fauci's fiction? Or for that matter, your next Amazon. book coming Yep. Yeah, Amazon.com is the easiest way. The next book should be out in June. I'm, I'm sitting here writing, uh, you know, every week as we speak. And uh, looking forward to getting that out, too. Lots to talk about. And Glenn, great show, as always. Right, thank you, Michael Schwartz. Dr. Michael Schwartz, thank you. And call again. You got it. I'll talk Bye. to you soon. Well, there you go. Having a heart, heart, listen to me, getting a haircut, listening to the Live at Five show. We got somebody on the line. Let's see if it's legit. It's not. Hang up on them. And by the way, if I'm hanging up on someone else with an out of uh what, what uh, just it's too bad it's, it's just one of those days let's see if this is legit higher in the air 
Hey, Glenn. How you doing? It's Lefty. You should have your last caller on like every week or every other week. Informative guy. I really like the call. Oh, by the way, he's on. I, I meant to say this. His podcast, uh, Two Mikes and Kelly, are, is on Rumble. And he's on three nights a week. So, go, yeah. yeah so we, you, you, you should, you know, have a, have a series where, where he can take a, a question or something and put it as Mike knows. Mike, Mike, Mike knows yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know where you're going with that. Or Joe, or Joe knows a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, uh, sorry to hear about your eyes, man, but the good news is we're in a world where we can get things like that fixed, at least, you know, somewhat. You know, I asked him that. I said, you know, because I'm always, I always want the, the half-full scenario. I want things to go away and to be replenished. And they said, is this ever going to get any better? He says, no, we're just going to stop it, and we're just going to make sure that you can work it. I'm like, I didn't want to hear that. I want to hear that it's going to be better. <laughs> so now I'm just going to stop it for XYZ amount of dollars because I'm a cheap bastard, and then I'm going to have to maintain it. Uh, for the rest of my life, and it seems like it's going to be a routine. That look, I don't wear watches. I I barely have anything on me other than my clothes, my wallet, and my wedding ring. I don't want to add another a part of my regimen every morning. But it looks like I'm going to have to do some stuff once all this is all said and done. You don't want to lose your eyesight, but it just sucks that insurance won't cover something as simple as cataract surgery. But whatever, that's 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 my well, observation. You know, it, it's one, it's one of those things where. We don't have proper health reform, and we should have many, many years ago. And one of the problems is, is how can your eyes not be covered in just general health care? When you're picking health care, like now you're picking it from Obamacare or you're doing whatever, how come dental and vision just aren't in there? If, if you have bad teeth, it pollutes your whole body. Right, there's it does. No, there's it does. no second-guessing yet. And if you can't see, you know, <laughs> what's more important? The only thing more important is breathing. I mean, I... Yeah. I that's a good you gotta point. be able to see to, to be able to cope well. Don't get me wrong, blind Timmy does real well, but yeah. given the choice, he does real well. Vision. I mean, it's it's an important thing that we should have under a general health care, and I don't know why it isn't, but our whole world's like screwed up. By the way, I, I, this is good timing because I know you know this guy. I'm going to throw his name out. He'll probably be mad at me. Uh, for the record, it's Two Mikes Live. That's the name of Dr. Schwartz's uh, show on uh, Rumble. But and then I get a text from Bob Hartz. You know him as the rock and roller from Diesel and other various ro rock and roll bands. He says, and I quote Lefty, you appreciate this. Good for you, Glenn. You finally woke up. Research, research Agenda 21. Global depopulation is what he says. So there you go. To build a burger. Well, his, first of all, his father is Bob. He never goes by Bob. Oh, okay. He goes by Rob. Rob, sorry. So that's okay. But, Rob Zombie. You know, it's like I, I grew up around the corner from we've been best friends since we were 12. Yeah. Respect everything he says. He's a good He's guy. Completely Real good right. Guy. Yeah. You, you woke up a little bit late in this whole situation after you got your shot. It's too bad. That could be causing your vision problems. Yeah. Who knows oh, what thanks. This wild world is. <laughs> your, your last guy that was just down there, that Mike, he's yeah. a smart guy. Yep. You should have him on on a regular basis before you get silenced. Because eventually, oh, he is going to be silenced. I agree with you. I agree with you. And who knows what's going to happen after election day? I got to go. I got to call. But thank you, my friend. That's that. Uh, okay, I got to hey, do a break. One more thing. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't buy a car that doesn't have AM radio in it. Just so you know. There you go. I, I agree. I don't with think it. it's necessary. But you, you put me down as not one thinking it's a big deal. But the, the point I was making on it at the time was Jim Levin was was on there boasting that cars have to have AM radio, but he didn't understand that. It's the whole lift that have shut down AM radio on cars because right. they don't want AM but radio. But they, but no, but they also, yeah, they did claim though. They made a claim, if, if false or true, whichever, that uh, uh, EV, just like they said in the old days, you couldn't use uh, 
your 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 phone when the when the uh, jets in flight. They were saying that it interferes with the uh, uh, with the ability of the engine, whichever. I don't I don't know, but it was some horse well, crap. Well, no, a better a better scenario, and then you'll understand it is you can't use Bluetooth. You can't use a lot of wireless near your microwave while the microwave is running. Yeah, it's a bunch Same of nonsense. Yep. It might be something we can conquer in a few years, but we aren't conquering that. So it's just going to live without. But all you have to do is have a program like TuneIn Radio, and I can listen all at 1240 I want to. Yeah, I know, but you need the AM right radio. Now. Yeah, you definitely need it, especially for emergency, uh, especially when it comes okay. down to the emergency broadcast system that doesn't work half the time. All right, thanks, uh, Lefty. It doesn't, doesn't work at all. Bye-bye all right. now. Thanks. Right. Uh, see, that's what I was talking about. I don't know what he was saying. Say something about whatever. Uh, 755-1240 is the number, and we have our screwball friend who has nothing to do down there in Fulton but to call up the show. Uh, we got somebody on the line. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? A couple things. Yeah. Uh, your doctor friend there? Yeah. I believe he is 100% right. I lost my wife. She had heart failure. She had the shot. She died in November. So you say, you're saying there was a correlation? Well, I know I have side effects from the shot. My shoulder's killing me from hmm. where I got the shot. Really? Anyway. You know what? But let me just say this. You know how sometimes, she, like my grandmother, she smoked like a chimney. She lived to 83, not a bad age. Uh, she came from an era where penicillin didn't exist for a good part of her young life. She drank uh, very heavily, too. God bless Nana Rethel, by the way. Uh, but she died at 83 years old. And so, you know, sometimes when people have vices like smoking and drinking, they still live to a reasonable age. I know people with heart issues, enlarged heart issues, who, who not only get, uh, got the vax up front, but they got the boosters afterwards. What what what's to explain why someone with a living ailment like like uh, Morfan's uh, issues with their heart, how are they surviving when other people that are healthy at a much younger age are dying? That I don't get, uh, uh, ordinance guy. But uh, better immune systems. I, I think it's just a. Sometimes it's just. I, I I'm not a scientist. And speaking of which. Sometimes a layman's opinion about something, even in science, can make a lot of sense based on observations. Let me just share something with you unrelated. And this is sad because I'm a big Jay Leno fan. But last night they had an excerpt with Jay Leno from his garage talking politics. Here's a guy that doesn't want to talk about politics. He said that over the years. Mm -hmm. He makes fun of the Republicans. He makes fun of the liberals. He makes fun of everybody. And I like Jay Leno. And I'm very saddened to know that he had to take over for his wife's you know, life because she has Alzheimer's. And uh, that's I'm I'm very sad for him. That's a hard that's a hard one. Yeah. So, but he's as he's talking, he says, you know, why don't why don't we, uh, you know, they got these guys in the streets that are talking to someone out there, you know, hey, uh, let's talk to a truck driver about the economy and the cost of gas. Why are we talking to those guys? Why are we talking to guys that know about the economy? Look, Jay, it's a tr I would just assume listen to a truck driver about how hard it is to fill up his tank of gas of diesel, by the way, and go across the country and learn from all the other people suffering from the same thing otherwise called Bidenomics and inflation. I'd rather hear his story than some banker on the 55th floor of some, some tower <coughs> overlooking the society making six-plus figures saying, oh, I got it all under control. I was very saddened yeah. to see that. But I only bring that up because you and I could talk about your wife. We could talk about why an 18-year-old healthy girl dies suddenly. And we can make observations, and we hear things. We don't want to be conspiracy theorists until we drop dead ourselves. No. There's, there's something exactly. to be said, and I think the average person can talk about this. Sorry, go ahead. But I have one other thing I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Sounds like you have 
cataracts. No, I, no, I, I, uh, it doesn't sound like it. I definitely have cataracts. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, Glenn, I had cataracts at 40 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not That's uncommon. Early. Johnny had them. I thought I was going blind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, my friend. Cleve Calhoun it's has not them. that big a deal. Well, I'm 65 now. You want to give me 10 I grand? I still have the same lenses that they put in. Are you re- oh, Guess really? What? Yeah. They give you they give you some really nice drugs to relax you. Yeah, right. And then you just kind of lay back, and there's a very bright light mm-hmm. in your eye. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're giving you donuts and coffee, and right. away you go. Right, right. Edward G. Robinson and Soylent Green. I had mine for 25 years, both eyes. Hmm. Well, I'm glad. Now, do you do you have to do a lot of like a day to day care on your on your on your on your eyes after Back in you... the day? I had to have uh, sunglasses. The one thing you're going to find is that you're going to be light sensitive. All right. So sunglasses are going to be your best friend. What forever? Do I have to look like E.J. E.J. Carroll for the rest of my life indoors? No. Basically, what it is, if the cops pull you over, your pupils are going to be uh, pinpoint. Huh. Because they don't move anymore because of the the lens they put in. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to look like you're on drugs. Oh, great! I can't wait. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> thanks for the forecast uh, ordinance. But other than that, yeah. no. Other it, than that, it's, it's great. It's not that big a deal. It's, it's I won't look like I'm on mescaline. That's good. All right. Well, good. I I, I, pre- I you thank- don't have to do it in the hospital anymore. I had to have mine done in the hospital. Well, that's that's where I'm. That's where mine would be, at least from what they said. But anyway, well, I, I'll but know they more. Can do it in the office now. Well, I'll know more on Friday. I'll know more on Friday. Yeah, but, but no, don't worry about it. It's not that bad, my friend. I appreciate it. It's always. I, I had it done 25 years ago. I'm still going. Right. I still have 2015. That's good. I'm very happy. And uh, and I'll, t- I'll I'll learn more on Friday. But thank you, my friend. Yeah, I'll talk to you. But yeah, don't worry about it. All right, thank you. All yeah. right, so there you go. Uh, don't worry. I'm worried about it. I don't know what to say. Hi, you're in the air. It's, of course, it's the man himself. It's uh, a Tim the Enchanter, otherwise known as AKA Tim the Blind Guy. Hey, listen, Glenn. Um, my mind's saying something to the nature of. Um, you might want to consider, I don't know how mature that cataract is. Yeah. They talk about maturity, okay, of the cataract. But um, mm-hmm. if you wait, I don't know if you're entitled to uh, Medicare at 62 or 62 and a half, but they may cover the, the, the first initial um, uh, surgery for that. Hmm. You might want to check into that. I will. I remember something back in the day when I had it done 25 30 years ago. Yeah. Know, yeah. Um, uh, Medicare would cover it once for each eye. Yeah. And they paid the thing entirely. So I, yeah. I'm not sure if that's still there. Yeah, I'm not on the Medicare. I'm not old enough. But. Uh, well, yeah, but you're what? You're 60? 61. 61? Well, you got what? A year and a half? Yeah. Yeah, what? I should, I should wait so the government can pay for me? What a country. Well, I feel like Uncle Junior. 10,000. <laughs> no, you're well, right, I my friend. You're right. You're right. I thought it was cheaper today. Uh, I I hope it would be cheaper. But you know what, uh, Tim? You you probably you can't hear this, but the buzz coming from your call is off. It's off the charts bad, and I might have to get a, a hearing. It better now? Yeah, no, it's better uh-huh. now. But it's not you. It's here, and I just want to play one thing before I get off the air. But thank you, my thanks for the advice, and I'll talk to you soon. Right, I just got to thank you. Yeah. That's uh, Tim the Enchanter. I'm sorry to do that. Okay, uh, listen to this stuff. Hopefully I'm getting this right. If I screw this up, I'm going to be pissed off. Let me see if it's EJ Cow. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time.
I'm sorry, Tim. I, I looked at the clock. The buzz was driving me crazy. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Uh, suggestion for your programming there at the Center for Broadcasting Excellence. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Michael uh, Schultz. Schwartz. Why don't Schwartz. you have, a, uh, have him call in every Monday? Yeah at 5.30 in the afternoon, like Joe calls in on Wednesday at 5.30 in the afternoon, and call it uh, Medical Mike Monday. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, that's a good idea. I don't know if Mike could do that. But you know what I kind of like about Dr. Michael Schwartz? Sometimes we schedule a call. I like it when I just get off on a tear like I did today, and he calls in. I, I kind of like it that way. Um, and, 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 and scheduled calls sometimes get me anxious. Sometimes it's that impromptu phone call that really, really helps. So, uh, and I hope to be on Mike's show again and talk about uh, this and other things as well. So uh, we're probably just going to play it by ear. Where we might get to the point where Mike might call up more than once a week, uh, based on what we're talking about here. But to me, you know, you're an older gentleman. If this is even remotely true, that people are literally dying as a result of the vaccination administered, like I said, ad nauseum here almost three years ago, then this could be the biggest story in 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 human um, civilization. Uh, say what you want about the Manchurian candidate and all the crazy stuff that Alan Dulles did and what we did to uh, black populations and this and what Hitler did in, in, in Nazi Germany. This could be the biggest story of our time. So that's why uh, having Mike in the bullpen, so to speak, uh, to talk about his expertise is, is really powerful. So we'll probably keep oh. it that way. But I appreciate your advice, my friend, as always. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, you keep it in the back of your mind. Medical Mike. Uh, Medical Mike. Medical Mike Mondays. There you go. That alliteration. Okay, keep up the good work there. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much, as always. Hi, you're on the air. It's Danny Francis. Last call of the day. Danny, tell me what I said. Wrong go. No, cataract problem, no yeah. problems. Oh, you okay. get a little bit of care after the couple of days. Your wife can put some eye drops in and take care of yourself, but don't worry about it. It's, it's very good. I don't know which doctor you're using, but in town... Dr. Sani is very excellent. Yeah, I, it's and Dr. Sani is personal, close personal friends of Don Lemon. So there you go. He's very good. No problems. I had mine about three or four years ago. Uh, right eye, no problems. Awesome. Right. I got it both eyes. But thank you, Danny. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate it as always. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. I thought he was going to get down on me on the vaccination. Glenn, Glenn, you're doing it again, Glenn. <clears throat> All right, we're at the end of the show, meaning AM 1240, WE10, Watertown makes this legal. Up next, of course, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. The Pentagon confirms the U.S. will respond to that drone strike in Jordan that killed three U.S. service members.